0: Show them to all. Today's office, is super stuff, Kuf Gimel. we are starting Kuf Bez um, Amun Bez, five lines up from the bottom at the two dots. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sora, Basir Yaakov Maisha, her Nishamashad Avnaliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Sub Yaisif Yantif, Banamba Asher Anchol, his Nishamashad And the Mishnah said, Liliyah Marishain, again, this is referring to where a man married a woman. She had brought her daughter in from a previous marriage. He promised he was going to feed the daughter for five years. Then he divorced this wife of his. She went and married somebody else. This new husband promised he was going to feed the daughter for five years. So the Mishnah said that the first husband is not allowed to say, when she comes to me, I'll feed her. He has to feed her even though she's living with somebody else now. Now, this is what said that a daughter lives with the mother. Now, this means that a daughter always lives with her mother no matter what. Let's say a man dies, leaves over a wife, sons, and daughters. The daughters get fed by the state, meaning the sons have to pay for their food. The sons are not allowed to say, We're only going to pay for the daughter's food if they live with us. the Who says Armish is talking about a Gedailah? Maybe Armish is talking about a girl who's a And the reason why she's allowed to go with her mother is because of a story that happened. The time you have a Brysa, a fellow who died and he left a small child over with his mother, meaning the widow had a small child. Yarshav, I remember the Yarshim of the father saying, meaning, let's say his brothers, they say, Hey, God, let's let him grow up by us because we're going to be feeding him. His mother said, Let my son grow up with me. We leave him with his mother. We do not leave him with those who are able to Yarshim him. There's a story that this young child was left with the Yarshim of the father, and they shechted him, which means they killed him the first night that he was with them. They want to take the Yarshim for themselves. They didn't want to Raise him and give him the Yerusha, and so they killed him right when he got there. And because of that, we say that a young child always goes with the mother. But the bottom line is, the question is, who says we learned from our Mishnah that even a G'dayla would be allowed to go with her mother? Maybe when the Yarshim are feeding a G'dayla, they're able to say either you live with us or we're not going to give you food. So G'mar says, no, that can't be because Imkain. If our Mishnah was really saying that, listening Lamakam Shehi, our Mishnah should have said that this stepfather has to send the food to wherever the girl is. She might be one place, she might be a different place, depending. If she's a G'dayla Katana. Laman on top. My Lamakam Sheima. Why does the Mishnah say he has to send the food to where her Mother is shamis We learn from here that a her daughter always goes with her mother. It doesn't make a difference if she's a gadila or k'tana. And the also said both of these stepfathers are not allowed to say we're going to join forces together. Each one of them has to pay for her And now the more brings a related story. Who gave? There was a fellow He leased a mill to his friend Latrina, and the payment was grinding. Which means instead of Shimon paying Ruvain money for the rights to his mill, he just milled all of Ruvain's flour for him. Well yater. At the end, what happened? Ruvain became wealthy. Zavon Recha'e he bought his own millstone and donkey, so now he can mill his own grain. So, Shimon, Ruvan, up until now, I ground with you, which means the payment that you gave me for using my mill was that you ground my flour. But, now I want you to pay me money because I don't need you to ground my flour for me so I could grind my own flour. But, our Shimon told him, I'm going to still continue grinding for you and I'm not going to give you money. Now, wanted to say, and that's exactly what our Mishnah says. Both of these stepfathers both of that we're going to feed her as one. One of them has to feed her, and one of them has to give her the money that her food costs. So, what we see from our Mishnah is that even though the first father had promised he was going to feed her, now we're saying that the father doesn't have to feed her, he actually just has to give her money for her food because the second father is feeding her. So, same thing over here. Even though Shimon had originally said that the payment is going to be that he's going to grind Ruvain's flour for him, now Ruvain doesn't need that service anymore, so Shimon would have to give Ruvain money and not grind his flour for him. But Amrili Rabbevira, Rabbevira, told him that's not true because me, is. a Comparable, Hossum over there, Chad Kresa Tarti She only has one stomach. She doesn't have two stomachs. So the reason why one father gives her money and not food is because she can't possibly eat double the amount of food as normal. But Hach over here in the case of the mill, Mati can tell Ruvain, grind and sell, grind and sit. Meaning you can grind your own flour and you can sell that. So you're not losing anything by me grinding your flour for you. If you have your own flour to grind, so fine, grind it and go sell that. And that's something that Shimon can actually tell Ruvain. However, Vloy Amr, that was only said El that's only if Shimon doesn't have anything to grind in his millstone. If he doesn't have any customers, so that means he doesn't have any money and the only way he can pay Ruvain is by grinding his flour for him, so then Shimon has that taina. But if he has what to grind in his mill, which means he has many steady customers and he has plenty of money to pay Ruvain with, it's a case like this that we're going to force him to pay Ruvain because this is like Midas Sedaim. Midas Sedaim is when one person is gaining and the other person is not going to lose anything, but still the person says no, I don't want you to gain. And that would be Shimon over here. If Shimon's making plenty of money, but he refuses to give money to Reuven, and he only wants to grind his flour for him, so that's called and we're going to force Shimon to pay Reuven money and not grind his flour And the is talking to Almana, Almana and Almana said Ef, she him, I cannot leave my husband's house. I'm comfortable here. This is where I lived my whole life. I'm staying here. And at Yarshim, the Yarshim can't tell her, you go to your father's house, and then we're going to feed you. They have to feed her in her husband's house, and they have to give her a dwelling that's fit for her kaved. Meaning, whatever standard of living she was used to when her husband was alive, that's what they have to give her even after her husband passes away. However, Amr, if she says, I can't leave my father's house, I want to go back home to my father. So in this case, the Yashim are able to tell her, if you stay with us, so then we're going to give you food. But if you're not with us, we're not going to give you food. However, it's because she's young and they're young and it's inappropriate for a young widow to be living with young Yerushim. And so they would have to feed her even though she's in her father's house. I think we tells us, to on bottom, we have a bride, Mother, she could use his dwelling, meaning she could use her husband's house the same way that she would have used it when her husband was alive. She could use the abadam and shvachas, the same way she used to use them when her husband was alive. With pills and mattresses, the same way she used to use them when her husband was alive. She's allowed to use the gold and silver calum, the same way she used to use them when her husband was alive. Because this is what he wrote for her in her ksuba. You're going to stay and dwell in my house and get sustenance from mine as long as you're living as an almana in my house. So she's allowed to use the house like she used to use it when the husband was alive. Antonia Rav taught, She's only allowed to stay in the house if it's a regular house and it's not a tiny little shack. It has to be a regular, proper house, which is comfortable for everyone. But if it doesn't fit her and the Yarshim, so then she's not allowed to stay in the house. Now, Rav Nachman says, Let's say the Yosemim sold the dwelling place of the almana. It's not valid at all. That's because she has the right to live there, so they can't sell it. Ask the Gemara, why is this different than That they preceded and they sold the few nechasm that were left over. Now we know that when there's only few nechasm left over it goes to the girls and not to the boys. But before Bezdin awarded it to the girls the boys went and sold those nechasm. Now even though they weren't allowed to sell these whatever they sold is valid. So why is that different than the house? If they sell her house it's not valid. If they sell these it is valid. Why is that? So the Gemara answer is These didn't have a sheba to give these nechasm to the daughters when the father was still alive. But Huch, over here, these Yusayimim have a shibud that this house goes to the Almanah, and that Shebud existed even when the husband was alive, so therefore they're not allowed to sell it even after the husband died. And Omar Bai, he says, Naktinan, we have a tradition, we have a Messiah, Mother Almanah Shanafal, if the dwelling place in the Almanah fell down, they don't have to rebuild it. She's only allowed to stay there as long as there's a dwelling, but if it fell down, if it collapsed, they don't have to rebuild it. Huch, we have a like this, Mother Almanah Shanafal, if the dwelling place in the fell down, the Yoshim do not have to build it not only that even if she says leave me alone and I'm gonna build it with my own money and law they don't have to listen to her but now, by, asked the following question what about if she used mishapets it she fixed it up this house was in such a bad state that just one more huff and a puff would blow the whole thing down but she used mishapets it she used her own money to fix it up so that it didn't fall down do we say that since the house hasn't fallen down she's still allowed to live in it or do we say since it was about to fall down so it's like it fell down already and now she doesn't have the right to live there The Gemara concludes take we're going to you don't have to come and answer that question. Now the Mishnah had said, Amr e, F, she, if she says I can't leave my father's house, so then the Yarsham are able to tell her, if you live with us, so we'll give you food. If you don't live with us, so we're not going to give you food. The Gemara says, Why don't they just support her and give her food in her father's house the same way they would have supported her if she was living with them? What does it make a difference? It's the same amount of money. So the answer answers, he says, The more people that live in a house, the more bracha there is, the more siat d'shmei there is. So she brings a certain element of bracha when she lives in the house, and it's actually cheaper to feed her when she's in the house as opposed to when she's in father's house. Ask the Gemara, so fine, why don't they just give her sustenance based off of the bracha that she brought into the house? Let's say the cost of her living in their house was 10% cheaper than the cost of her living on her own in her father's house. So then why don't they just subtract that amount of money and still give her food in her father's house? The Gemara says, Hachinam, you're 100% right. That's exactly what they do. They don't have to give her the amount that they would have given her had she lived with them, but they still have to give her some sort of food. And now the Gemara continues in this vein. Rav Huni. He tells us, bracha. Lashacham Lashacham marpe. we learn from the lashon of the chachamim, from what the Kham tell us, we learn about. About bracha, we learn about wealth and we learn about healing. Bracha had We just learned about bracha. They had told us halacha about feeding her, but in the course of teaching us that halacha, we also learned that the more people that are in a house, that brings bracha. I sure. What about wealth? None. We have a mission that says if a person sold produce to his friend, mashach. If that person did mashicha, madad, but he never measured them, kana. The person is kind to of them, and no one's allowed to back out of this deal. Madad mashach. If he only measured them and he never did mashicha on them, kana. He wasn't kind of them, and he could back out of this deal. If the buyer. Is a wise person, so then he would rent the place where the pay are, he automatically is kind of the pay rates, and then the seller isn't allowed to back out on them. So we see in the course of learning this halacha, we learn how to become wealthy. What about healing? We have a mission that says, a person should not chew on wheat and place it on his wound, on Pesach, because it becomes chamet. What do we learn from this halacha? That chewed up wheat can heal a wound. And now related Gemara, which is a very long story. We have a When Rebbe passed away, he said, I need to have my." Soul. Sons with me, Nechazuban his sons came to him. Armel Hemi told him, You should be very careful with your mother's covet. Nere Yadolk Kaimai, my light should always be lit in its place. Shulchan Yay Kaimai, the table should always be set in its place. Mita Te Mutaz my bed should always be set in its place. Yosef Chafni, Yosef from Chaifa, and Shemin Ephrasi, Shemin from Shevet Ephraim, Himshem Shuni Bechay, Himshem Shuni Meisi, they served me when I was alive, and they're going to serve me after I pass away also. Now the Gemar just explains this. His Arbuch Imchem, the Gemar asked, It's a Chiv Dari, the why did he have to tell his sons to honor their mother? It's their mother. Of course there's a chiv to honor her. So her answer is, is av she was the wife of their father, which means she was their stepmother. Ask, dairaisi. There's also a chiv dairaisa for a person to honor their stepmother. S what do we learn from this extra S? This is referring to the wife of your father. The what does that teach us? This is referring to the husband of your mother. And Vav the extra Vav is teaching us, a person even has to give respect to his older brother. So we see that it's a dairaisa that a person has to honor their step parent. So my answer is no. That's only when a person's biological parent is still alive, so they have to honor their step parent. But after their biological parent passed away, they do not have a chiv daraisa of honoring their step parent. So therefore, Rebbe said, You have to honor your stepmother even after I pass away. And Rebbe had told him, Then my light and my table and my bed should always be set even after I pass away. The Gemara has my time. Why did Rebbe ask for that? The answer is because every have Shabbos, he would come back to his house on Erev Shabbos. Meaning he would be in his house Friday night, and therefore he wanted to have the table, the lamp, and the bed. Now the Gmar tells us who be shem Sheh was Friday night aso y A neighbor came kakari abava. he knocked on the door. Amra am one of the maid servants said shtiku be quiet to Rabbi Yosef because Rabbi sitting and came into Shama, Once Rabbi heard that shavoy asa, he didn't come back Friday night. Why is that? Shulah he Yilaz, Al Tzidikim arishaynim so as not to have a bad rumor come out about the earlier tzadikim that they were not zaycha to come back Friday night, and he was so therefore he stopped coming. And Rabbi had said Yosef chafni yishem and nefrasi hemshem shuni bichayve hemshem shuni They served me when I was alive and they're going to serve me after I pass away. So sovereign, you know, they thought that what was Rebbe saying? He was saying that in this world, after he passes away, they're going to take care of his burial. But say, Since everyone saw that their beds preceded his bed, which means that Yosef Khafni and Shimon Efrasi died before Rebbe died, Amri, they said, we learn from here, that he was saying that they're going to serve me in the next world. So they died before Rebbe so they could greet Rebbe in the next world and serve him there. And the only reason why Rebbe spoke that out is the Lame Ru so that people don't say Really, they were up until now, the only reason why they were still living is because it was Rebbe's chos that they were still alive. And when Rebbe died, that's why they died because they didn't have his chos to be alive anymore. That's why Rebbe said Beferush, they're going to serve me in the next world, meaning they're tzaddikim and they didn't die because of their sins. And we continue this story with Rebbe Armelahen. Rebbe told his sons Lacham and Yitzarech, I need The entered to Rebbe's room. Armelahen, he told them, don't eulogize me in the small cities on the top, After thirty days of eulogizing me, you should put Yeshiva back in order. Everyone should go back to Yeshiva and learn. Shimon beni chacham Shimon my son is wise. Gamliel beni nasi. Gamliel my son, he's gonna be the Nasi. Khanina Barchama, and Khanina Barchama, he should be placed at the head, meaning he should be appointed to the Rosh Yeshiva. Now we explain this part of what Rebbe said, they thought that what he meant is That the reason why I told them, Don't eulogize me in the smaller cities is because it's just the big Tircha. But given the Alma, once they saw that there was eulogies in the large cities and everyone came from all over. Amr, um, they said, The reason why he told us not to eulogize him in the smaller cities is because it's much more covet to have him eulogized in the larger cities. It's covet attire if many more people come to the eulogies. And further explaining what Rebbe said, He told them to go back to Yeshiva after 30 days. Why after 30 days? Because I'm not better than Meish Rabbeinu. They cried for him for 30 days. So cry for me only for 30 days. Now what did they actually do after Rebbe died? Plus in for thirty days they eulogized him both during the day and that night. From then on, they either eulogized him during the day and they learned that night, or they eulogized him at night and they learned during the day. And this went until they eulogized him for a full twelve months. And continuing the story of Rebbe's Batira, who that day the Rebbe passed away. came out from and and said, Hava anyone that was there when Rebbe passed away, he's ready prepared for life in Eilam Haba." Now who Kaivas, There was a laundry man every single day he would come to Rebbe that day he happened not to have been there the once he heard this so he went to the roof he fell to the ground umessani he died Basco came and said afu even that launderer he's prepared and ready he's going to be brought into el Mahaba further explaining what Rebbe said Shimon beni chacham he said Shimon my son is wise now the Gemara asks mykamor what exactly was he trying to say this is what he was saying afu even though Shimon my son is very wise is a huge talmud chacham gamil ben nasi Gamliel, my son, is still going to be the nasi. Amr Levi, Levi asked, "Did he really need to say that?" As obviously the Ram Gamliel was going to be the nasi; he was the older brother anyway. So Amr Shimba Rebbe, Shimba Rebbe told Levi, "Do we really need you and your lameness?" Levi actually was lame; he wasn't able to walk. So Shembar Rebbe was exclaiming, "We don't need you or your pshatim." Now, my kashalay, what exactly was bothering Shembar Rebbe? What did he not like about what Levi said? It makes sense that the older one is going to be the nasi. So why did Rebbe have to say that his older son is going to be the nasi? And why is it pretty clear that Ram who is the older brother, should deserve the nasius anyway? Is because our we have a pasuk that says the kingdom was given to Yehiram because he was the Bukhar. So more answers that Noah who malamakam avayisav hava he was a fitting replacement for his father. He was not a fitting replacement for his father. Rebbe the my time So why did Rebbe pick Rebbe That's because he might not have been a fitting replacement for his father in wisdom. His brother was much wiser and a bigger of chacham than him. But hava in terms of his fear of sin he was definitely a fitting replacement for his father. And that's. Gamaliel was picked And further explaining what Rebbi said, Khanina Barcham Yesha Barash, Rabbi had said that Khanina Barcham was gonna be the Rosh Shiva. But like Hobbit Rab Khanina, Rab Khanina did not accept the position as Rosh Shiva, Shahir Rav Afaz Gotham Man, who should Shane U Mehto, that's because Rev Aface was two and a half years older than him, and it would have been a slight to Rev Aface's honor to have a younger Rosh Shiva. So Yasov Rabi Afis Breesha, Rev Aface, he became the Rosh Shiva. But Vyasov Reb Khanina Aroy, Rabbi Khanina sat outside the base majorsh because he wasn't gonna subjugate himself to Rev Aface. He himself could have been and was supposed to be the Rosh Shiva, so he wasn't gonna sit and learn underneath Rev Aface. Gabay, and Levi went and sat with Reb Chanina because he didn't want Reb Chanina to be sitting alone. And then later on, what happened? So Reb Yaffeis died, and Reb Chanina became the Rosh Hashiva. But Volei Hava Levi in the Shlameis of Gabay. Levi didn't have anyone to sit with him because Levi refused to go into the of Medjash and subjugate himself to Reb Chanina. So what did he do? V'ka'asala Bavel, Levi went to Bavel. Behind da'amri Lele Rav, and that's exactly why they told Rav and Bavel, Gavur Rabbe Ekel Ardah a great person came to Nardah, Umetla, and he's limping, Vidarsh and he's in Khalila Shari, Khalila's when Rav heard this, he said, Shmamino and the Rabbi Yosef, and must be the Rabbi Yosef died, Vyasa Ruchanin Bereshah, and Ruchanin became the Rashashiva, Volehavele Levi Inish Lames of Gabe, and Levi therefore didn't have anyone to sit with him outside the base Major, Vekasa, and therefore he came to Bavil. Ask the Gemara, hold on a second, how did Rav know that? Vema Rabbi Chanino Nachnapshe, why don't we say that maybe Rabbi Khanino died, Verev Office Kiddy Yosef Yosef, and Rav Office remained the Rashashashiva like he was before, Volehavele Levi Inish Gabe, Vekasa, and Levi still didn't have anyone to sit with him, and that's why he came to Bavil. So we have a few answers for this. Either we could say, the that if Rav Afes was Rashi Shiva, Levi would have subjugated himself to him. Via say more. Alternatively, we could say Kivan Dama Rebbe, since Rebbe had said Chanina Bar Chama Yeshu Baraysh, that Chanina Bar Chama has to be the Rashi Shiva. Loisagidulay Maalech. It's impossible that he wouldn't be appointed the Rashi Shiva. The Chavuah tzadikim, Sadikim. It says about Sadikim, v'tigsar oimer v'ayakam lach. You will make it the Keren will be fulfilled. So it had to be there Rav Afes died, or Rav Chanina became the Rashi Shiva. But now the Gemara just asks, why did Rebbe appoint Rav Chanina and not somebody else? V'ahav Rav Chia. Rav was alive. So Gemara answers, no, Nachnafshe. Rav Chia had already died. Ask Gemara had said, Ani kibir I saw Rebbe's cave here, all of Demayus, and I cried over it." So my answers, It was really the other way around. Rebbe said that he saw Reb and he cried over it. Ask the Gemar, "What do you mean?" But Amr um, had said, Rebbe. That day the Rebbe died, but Kedusha, There was no more Kadusha in the world. The Gemara once again says, Really, it was Rebbe that said that about Reb Ask the Gemara, you have a that says, Rebbe, When Rebbe got sick, Rebbe, at so, Rebbe went into him, and he saw that Rebbe was crying. Um, Rebbe, he asked him, why are you crying? you it says if a person dies amidst laughter, siman yafaloi, that's a great sign for him. However, mitach habechi, if he dies through crying, siman Raleigh, that's a bad sign for him. Pan of lamala, if he's facing upwards, siman yafaloi, that's a good sign for him. Pan of lamate, if he's facing downwards, siman Raleigh, that's a bad sign for him. Pan of klapeh al if he's facing everyone else when he dies, siman yafaloi, that's a good sign for him. Klapeh al if he's facing the wall, siman Raleigh, that's a bad sign for him. Pan of yirukim, if his face has a green tinge to it when he died, siman Raleigh, that's a bad sign for him. Pan of tsehumin vadumim, siman yafaloi, if his face had a gold or red tinge to it, so that's a great sign for him if he died er shabish siman yufule that's a great sign for him but mutshi shabish siman railway if he died mutshi shabish it's a bad sign for him mayepa ervian kapurm siman railway if he died an ervian keeper that's a bad sign for him but muthiam kapurm siman yufule if he died muthiam keeper that's a good sign for him because that means that all the sins were forgiven and mesme kholme i if he died because of a stomach sickness siman yufule that's a good sign for him the majority of tadikam they die because of stomach sicknesses. now after abkhia told this to rabbi armelay so rabbi responded him ana thar mitus kapokhina i'm dying because of termites so the now i can't keep anymore after Die. So, once again, we see that Rebbe died before Rebbe Chia, so Rebbe Chia should have been appointed to the Rosh Hashiva. So, more says, either we could say, that we switch it around, there was really Rebbe that told us to Rebbe Chia, and Rebbe Chia died before Rebbe. Alternatively, we could say, don't switch it around, and really Rebbe Chia died after Rebbe. However, Rebbe Chia also hava. Chia was very involved in doing many mitzvahs. Rebbe said, I don't want to bother him, I want him to be able to continue doing mitzvahs, and so I don't want to make him the Rosh Hashiva. And where do we see that Rebbe Chia was always involved in doing many mitzvahs? This is exactly when Rebbe Chanin Chia used to argue. Amr lim khaneel rubkhia told her rubkhia but the argument is really with me which means i'm right fam khassu shalm nishtaq qatarmisral because if khassu shalm tyre is forgotten from claisral mahajjan ul lim pilpole i'm going to bring all the tyre back through all my pilpole amr rubkhia told him i know af dilam nishtaq qatarmisral what i do make sure the tyre isn't forgotten from claisral what do i do dai sina kissnam shadaina i bring flax and i plant it lan nishbi and then i weave nets with it with saidona and i trap deer umaghalna bisrli yasmi i feed the deer meat to yusaimim by rkhin and I make parchment from the skin of the deer. I go to a town, the Lesba Mikri Dar that doesn't have a Khida Rebbe, because Yunuke, and I write the five chumashim for five different children, Sidre Yunuke, and I teach the Shisha Sidre Mishnah to six different kids. to each kid that I gave a Khumish or that I taught a Seder of Mishnah's I tell him, you should teach your Seder to your friend. And Bahanu Daba Rebbe, that's what rebbe said, how great are the Maysim of chia? So we see that Rebhi was always involved. In doing many mitzvahs like all these that we just mentioned. Normally, Reb Shimon Reb asked Rebbe, "Afilu Mimcha, are Reb deeds even greater than your deeds?" Normally, he told him, "In hundred percent, they're much greater than mine." Normally, Reb Shmuel Reb Yosi, Reb Shmuel Reb asked Rebbe, are his deeds greater than rabbi my father?" Normally, Rebbe told him, "Chas V'shalim, Leite Kizayis no such a thing is like that in Klal Yisrael. Your father Reb deeds are unparalleled." And now continuing with the story of Rebbe, Amrlehen, he told them, Libni Katan Anitzarich, I need my youngest son." Nechas Reb and Etsloi Reb Shimon came to him, Mosroloi said, "Rechachma." He gave over to him all the Siddharm of Chachma, which means he taught him a lot of esoteric concepts in Kabbalah and whatnot. Armelani told him, chani, My older son, atzoy, came into him, Eloi, and he gave him over the order of Nasios, meaning he taught him how to be the Nasi. Armelani told him, Beni my son, You should carry out your Nasios among very elevated individuals, which means you should only go with very high class individuals. You should place fear among the Tamil Chachamim. The Gemara's says, that really so? The Pasuk says, Hashem yichabed, And those that fear Hashem, you should. Honor. So you should honor the Tamil Khachim, not place your fear on them. This is referring to the king of Yuda. When he would see the Tamil Chacham, Hay Mekisa, he would get up from his chair, and he would hug him and kiss him. Rebbi Rebbi He would call him Rebbi Rebi, my master, my master. And if a king did this to the Tamil Chacham, of course an Nasi should do this to the Tamil Chacham. So the more answers, like Kasha, Habatina, Once talk about it in private, once talk about it in public. In private, you should definitely honor Tamil Khahim. However, in public you have to hold to a certain image and you have to carry yourself as a Nasi. So in public, like you have to instill fear in people. And then have a brisa. Rabbi when he died, he was in sipiri but his burial place was in Beis Sha'arim, and they brought him there. Ask the Gemara, how could that be? Vatan, you have a brisa that says Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdaif, You should chase after righteousness. And what's the teaching from here? Halachacher Rabbi lebase sharim. That means you should go to Rabbi in Beis Sha'arim, which means that Rabbi was in Beis Sha'arim, not in Sipiri. So the Gemara says no. Rabbi lebase hava. Rabbi lived in Beis Sha'arim, and that's where his bestin was. Elok even to chalash. Once he got very weak, he got sick at the end of his life. Am to They brought him to. T- Pyri, the medalli because it's at a very high elevation, Ubasim Avira, and has very pleasant air, so it's good for a person who's sick. He died over there, so they brought him back to Base Sha'rim. We're gonna stop here for the day. Pick tomorrow, I continue to talk about the story of Rebbe and the day that he died. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.